What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a lot to talk about on this week's show. This was a news-filled week full of new developments, trailers, uh, uh, teasers, breaking news. This was a a massive week when it comes to uh, superhero movies and television content. So we got a lot to get to on this show. We're going to get right to it, along with our, our show recaps this week, which is a flash and arrow. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, what are you looking forward to talking about this week? Uh, this week, I'm looking forward to talking about all this news. I mean, we got some Suicide Squad news, some uh, uh, Birds of Prey news um, that I'm looking forward to getting into because it looks like those boobies are becoming they're, like, we're, they're becoming more and more real the closer we get to their release. Um, so um, uh, I'm looking forward to breaking that down with you guys. And Kendall joins us as well here in studio this week. Kendall, what are you looking forward to talking about this week? Uh, I, I feel like the the biggest, I feel like what could, could, what could ultimately end up being the biggest development from this week uh, that we're not going to talk about is the the uh, announcement of this new Funko Pop movie that, you know, you may think, what does that have to do with anything? Well, That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> it, it, it. From what we know, it will be the biggest. It will be the first time we are going to get a cinematic crossover between DC and Marvel, and Star Wars, which the amount of deals that had to have been signed to get that done seems like endless. But um, it, it, this could end up being earth shattering if this is a, a great movie, like Lego movie or something like that, and it does have like we before we've seen it looks like it's gonna have Wonder Woman and Superman and stuff. We've seen the Guardians are in it, uh, seen Darth Vader's in it, like that kind of stuff. It could be incredible. So, uh, and who knows? Maybe, maybe this could be the start of uh, more of these kind of crossovers. Wouldn't wouldn't uh, hold my breath. But yeah, I, I would not. not <laughs> I would not hold yeah, my breath on that. <laughs> um, I do think it's interesting that uh, Marvel felt like there was value in allowing their properties to be on a Warner Brothers project because this is a Warner Brothers project so that's very fascinating to me as to how that could have been worked what kind of deals what kind of money exchanged because uh, I you know when you talk about the Lego movie and how popular that was obviously the Funko doesn't have the longevity and the standing the generational standing that Lego has as a property as a company but that idea and that kind of fun idea uh, that fun now, a concept for a movie certainly falls in line with what Lego has done, and Lego has become a movie-making giant, I would argue, at least in animated movies. So if Funko can do that with this property, and it's under Warner Brothers, it just I, I, just, I ask a lot of questions about why Disney and Marvel allow it's, Star Wars and their Marvel it's properties seri- to be similar, involved. I guess this isn't the first time we've seen this, because when you look at the video games, uh, the Lego video games are also Warner Brothers games. True. So you see, like, you'll make Harry Potter, which is everything. They'll make Lego Batman. They'll promote those more so. But then they'll do Star Wars, or they'll do, you know, The Incredibles, or they'll do, obviously, Marvel. And then that those are Disney products, you know. And, I mean, it's a different lane. It's not movies. This is this is a movie. But um, I guess this isn't the first time Warner Brothers and Disney have come to some sort of agreement. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't really know what to make of this. I mean, I, uh, um, I don't know. When it comes to this movie, it's hard for me to take this 
this whole thing seriously because I don't think this movie should exist. <laughs> Similar to how I don't, think, I don't think the emoji movie should exist. Um, but why do you think? Why do you think? Why, why do you think this is going to be the emoji movie and not the Lego movie? Um, so similar to what you were saying, like the Lego brand has existed for so long. Sure. Um, the emo- emojis are a young person thing, and they, I think Fungo Pops are kind of land in that lane as well. Eh. Where I mean, they're more. I guess it's more. I guess bobbleheads have been around for a long time. Right. So I guess that concept older people would understand. Right. Um, but just the Funko Pop, Funko Pop specifically, and I'm looking at something we have right now. Um, it has so, specific- something we gotta get rid of thanks to Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> yeah, we have we have a couple of Funko yeah, check Pop. Out, check out Sports Talk. We have more information on that. <laughs> yeah, go on our YouTube video. Um, um, the one thing that made the Lego Movie work was Lord and Miller, which we saw obviously in Spider Verse also helped yeah. that movie. So you know, maybe if Lord and Miller made the Emoji Movie, they could have saved that. I guess the, I guess why why ask that tomorrow because I feel like the Emoji Movie we saw so many of the obvious tropes that were gonna lead to that being a demise. The yeah. obvious. Um, non-plot, the obvious, uh, the promotion that seemed to be only looking at a cash grab, and it, it just it was so many things about it leading up to the release that you, there was so many bad signs. But we didn't, we never saw that with the Lego movies. Um, we don't know what this is gonna be yet. So I sure. guess, I guess to me, I guess how they roll this out is gonna be interesting. But to me, I, I just, I, I would be surprised if Marvel was gonna be part of something. Where they're giving out their properties and it be so fleeting, I guess is what I would say. I I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see. I I'm not sure why uh, this would be the property where they would be like, yeah, we need to get in on this. I mean, I know Funko. I guess you feel there's no risk. I, know. I mean, it's a risk if it's bad. Maybe, I guess. But I guess you feel like it's no risk in terms of like, you know, crossing over. Nobody's gonna associate this is a DC movie or this is a, you know, this is very like I don't know. I look it's kind of like generic, generic brand that like, you know, if it's good, yeah, I have both people. I mean, I have very little to no interest in seeing this movie. (laughs) So that that's part of the thing where I'm like, I don't know why they would. This is the movie that oh, see DC and Marvel crossing. It's like. I don't care, you know. I I don't care about the Funko, <laughs> the Funko Pop movie. I'm probably not gonna go see it, so they're probably not gonna get my money. You know, I don't know how much money they're gonna get. I guess it depends on how good the movie is. But that's why I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Look, I don't uh, really... look they come out and say that this movie is an all-time great animated movie, and like, oh yeah, they say, oh, Deadpool was hilarious. You know, Superman was great. The the Star Wars, Marvel, DC jokes were hilarious. We're gonna we're gonna see it. I mean, I'm not. That's that's like best case scenario. We could also hear this was one of the this was you know like the, one the of the worst yeah. you know animated movies. Who decided a Funko Pop movie was a good idea? That's probably more likely. I agree. Um, and this could end. Up, and also the last thing we don't know if this is even major. You know, it could be like a cameo from like one of yeah. these characters. It, they, they, I I I find it unlikely that these will be like the main central character. I agree. You know, I think it'll be probably closer to Wrecker Ralph. Yeah. Where, like, oh, you know, Superman comes out of nowhere type thing. Yeah, and maybe a little joke here and there uh, where those two universes collide. But besides that, I think I agree on that. I don't expect this to be a DC versus Marvel type of movie or anything like that. Um, big news of this week was, of course, the stuff involving the Batman. So, of course, Deadline got the first scoop that the movie would be uh, released in June 2021 without Ben Affleck being involved. 
then the Hollywood Reporter got the uh, interview with Matt Reeves where while he wouldn't really talk about Affleck and that aspect of it, he did talk a little bit about the movie. And the biggest things that came out of it were, one, he still focused on a, a young Batman uh, detective-style noir film. And the one I think raised a lot of eyebrows, the most eyebrows, was perhaps the idea that this movie will include a what he called a rogues gallery of villains. Um, that's interesting to me because a lot of times when we think of movies and their downfalls, we always think of this movie had too many villains. It's also interesting because if we remember the very little details we had about what the the Batman movie, which was going to be Affleck's movie, was going to be, the early thought was that it was going to be Deathstroke in Arkham Asylum and Batman kind of having to work his way through Arkham Asylum to get to Deathstroke and he would have to fight other villains to get there. So it makes me wonder, did he take any is other pieces of that movie that are in this movie still? Or is this a, just a whole different movie that includes the Rogue Gallery? I personally am excited about the idea that he is using a Rose Gallery. I'm not as concerned about it because I feel like if you read a lot, if you read a Batman comic or you, or you, you follow Batman, I mean, his story, a lot of times these villains do kind of intersect. You know, if they can do it in a way that's smart, I think that it's great that we're going to see a bunch of villains that maybe perhaps could be play a larger role in future movies. But um, I'll, go to, I'll go to you first, uh, Shamari. What do you make of this, uh, this, uh, this, these, these details Matt Reeves revealed this week? Um, I'm, I'm digging it. I mean, um, you know, so I'm glad we're getting more concrete information on the Batman movie. Apparently his script is like uh, 160 pages long and the movie could be up to three hours long based on where they're at right now. Okay, <laughs> Zero okay. chance that it ends up like that, but. Well, it's not going to yeah. be three hours long. But, but I guess we'll get, a, we'll get an extended cut. <laughs> can't wait. Oh, I can't wait ultimate for that. Edition. Can't wait for that ultimate, ultimate edition. Can't wait for that ultimate edition. Um. But yeah, no. So I mean, I'm I'm glad to hear this. You know, I trust uh, Matt Reeves. The Planet of the Apes movies are spectacular. That trilogy. I've never is, seen them. Everybody says they're awesome. Nah, you need to watch all of those movies. They are really, really yeah, all good. Three well, all three saw, of them. They're all three. I saw I saw the second really one good. before I saw the first one, and felt like I didn't miss, miss anything. <laughs> you know, in terms of like order. But yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Movie. Yeah, they're all they're all really good movies. So, um, so yeah, I I want to see what you can do with Batman. Because um, how he characterized Caesar in that trilogy is just—it's like it's a work of art. Yeah, it's a t- I think that's a top five trilogy in this, like in this era, modern era, absolutely modern era. Uh, there's the no last like twenty mind. years. Yeah, no doubt in my mind about that. So, um, so yeah, I really want to see what he can do with the Batman. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that there's going to be a rogues gallery. I'm glad to hear that. I, that never frightens me. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it, I, I apparently, I guess a lot of films uh, tend to have trouble with that. I think it's just because of the nature of film and it being so, uh, it's just an hour and a half. Yeah, it's a singular tale. Yeah, so that's always very tricky. But um, uh, I want to see what he can do. And Batman has a good, <laughs> you know, he has as good a rogues gallery as there is out there. I think he has the best one. Yeah, so. Yeah, and um, uh, So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that. So I like these details. Kind of, what do you make of the Rose Gallery addition uh, to this movie? How how many villains do you think we'll have? How how many of them will be a, a big factor in this movie? Uh, from what I mean, from what was being kind of like rumored, it sounded like we were getting three, um, with one of them being the Penguin, and then there being maybe two more. I think one, the word was the Penguin. A female, a female villain, and a and a, and a male villain. That was that was what the word was. 
if it's more than that, let's say we're getting five villains. That that could be problematic. Um, how do you juggle that? Like, unless there's a hierarchy of like one guy is like the main guy. And I think that's how it has to be. Yeah, and then there's like mm-hmm. you know people he that working for yeah, him. Right, they're kind of like cronies. Or, yeah, that, or maybe super villains in their own right, but or maybe a, a, a side a singular B story. Yeah, just like side side villains, right? Yeah. Not necessarily cronies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if it, it, the one thing I'll say is, traditionally, superhero movies in this modern era, uh, since you know, like the '90s, which is when most superheroes come out, like superhero movie to come out, um, we've had multiple villains in a lot of these movies. You know, a lot. It's rare. You know, the, the MCU has kind of altered that by like. Now, trying to put maybe one villain in a movie or trying yeah. to focus on one villain in a movie. But before the MCU, uh, a lot of times we saw a lot of two-movie mm-hmm. villains. We talked about... Almost every Batman movie had more than one villain. Yeah, every Batman movie. I think movie, all of them did, except for yeah. the first one. We talked about the X-Men movies, besides the first one, all included Magneto and another Someone villain. Else. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, the Spider-Man movies all had multiple villains, besides, I guess, the first one. Like, they, that always is something that is what we end up focusing on is and sometimes when it works it's fine um we don't really notice but when it doesn't that becomes a major reason why it's because the, the the director the story had trouble juggling these multiple villains so i mean i ultimately i think this will end up having i i'm a guess that the 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 rumors the reports were true and that's going to be three that sounds like a like a doable number before it gets excessive uh, I don't think it's going to be one of those movies where we get, like, every Batman villain, you know, Arkham Asylum, you know, type of thing, or Arkham City type of thing. I think they'll make a decision on who those three guys are. I don't know who they, I don't know who they'll be. Um, I'm hoping for Hush, but, you know, we'll see. And I think, you know, if the Penguin is involved, I think you have to have another villain because you have to have a, a physical match for Batman. Right. Because, you know, and that's what made it Batman Returns so good because, you know, Batman wasn't gonna be punching Penguin for two hours, yeah. but like he had to have the infrastructure that he was fighting and Catwoman that he was fighting. Like those were the scenes that brought the action in the movie. Otherwise, you don't really have. They had great action sequences with Penguin. You know, the one where he's taking over the Batmobile mm-hmm. and things like that. But like, it, the what we want to see from Batman in terms of you know the the physical contact, you can't have that with the Penguin. So it makes sense to have other people involved. And he's the kind of villain I think you need to have other people involved in some of these. Unless, uh, you know, we're bringing in the penguin from the Batman. Because uh, that penguin was like ninja, jumping yeah, around, flipping around. It was so stupid. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Yo, that penguin I didn't really watch the Batman cartoon as much. That penguin could fight. He was going toe-to-toe with Batman. That's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. He was using his, his cane as like almost like a, a sword. He had all these crazy modifications done yeah. in his cane, which was pretty cool, honestly. But and like the two ninjas, yeah, and you had those two ninja, ninja bodyguard people, bodyguards, his bodyguards. I gotta watch the Batman. I feel like I, yeah, it's, I, I it's, think I think I just got like thrown off by like the Joker dreads, and I was yeah, like, Jamaican Rasta Joker. But yeah, Ross um, Clot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Batman's coming on uh, DC Universe February eighth, so we'll have it. You could just binge it. Sorry, with the with the with the shameless plug for DC. Look, Wars. man, I <laughs> like, what are you coming doing? December. Yo, sorry, we ain't getting no check from them. Why are you Look, plugging man, them like that? I have the subscription. It all right, is, that's it. That's all you need. You don't need to be worth, giving them free promo. Look, man, you get DC Universe. <laughs> God, the, free, the free DC Universe. Promo. You get a you get a 30 percent off with the promo code New Generation. <laughs> <Yeah. media. laughs> 
Um, let's talk about uh, Suicide Squad, guys. So, uh, Suicide Squad 2 is coming out, and we now have a director. It is James Gunn, the former Marvel Disney. James Gunn? Oh, wow. We talked a lot about James Gunn. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would love to know, like, statistics, like, who were the figures we talked about the most on this show. I feel like James Gunn would definitely be in the top five. James Gunn. And, like, 2018. Snyder. Like, Snyder. Yeah. Gunn, Snyder, for sure. After there, there was an article that, uh... Cavill... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, capital. All, like, all negative, by the way. None of this stuff is positive, yeah. there, unfortunately. There, there, there was an article that uh, comicbookmovie.com did uh, that was going through um, the articles that were most that were the, that were read the most, uh, what story was clicked on the most. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find it so I can see what was number one. I forgot what it was, but uh, you can continue. Yeah, no, because I feel like James Gunn for us, like he had a stretch where he was like the A-block story, like, Three weeks in a row. Yeah, that was, that was bad. That was wild, yo. <laughs> but um, but he's back. Uh, he's got a job now. Uh, not only is he writing the Suicide Squad script, which is I think done. I think I heard, um, or almost done. He's now been signed to direct that movie. Uh, from what we're hearing already, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, he is said to be looking at a team that was not featured in the last movie, uh, a new team of Task Force X. Uh, uh, and he, he's drawing his inspiration apparently from the 80s team. So uh, this also uh, adds to something that Dave RPK has been reporting that uh, this would this kind of includes the plan to have a Harley Quinn appearance in a DC movie every year for the foreseeable future. So you got Birds of Prey, which we'll talk about. No sense. Which, we'll, which we'll talk about it next in 2020, and this is the, now the next he, installation with this movie in 2020. I'll add in. He also said that he's heard that the only people returning, uh, the only people on the board for them are Margot Robbie and Viola Davis. And right. They plan on. Yeah, the rest of them can do whatever they want with them. They're gone. Kendall, what do you think of? Uh, what do you think of uh, James Gunn taking on this role? Well. First, first, the whole Harley Quinn needs to be in every movie for the foreseeable future. I mean, I, why? Why Why can't we get... Why isn't Tony Stark in every Marvel movie every year for the foreseeable future? Is, is that a thing? I mean, he's been, I guess, the last, what, three, three, four years? I mean, I guess he has been in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. But it's not a thing of, like, we need to see Harley Quinn. Like, if you told me this was Batman, I'd be like, that's fine. You know, it may be a little bit excessive, but, I mean, it's Batman. Of course, he's going to have his, his tentacles on a lot of different DC properties. If we're talking Superman, uh, even if we're talking Amanda Waller or something like, like Nick Fury, you know what right. I mean? But Harley Quinn, why do we need Harley Quinn in every movie? Or in, every, in a movie every year, like like some quota we got to meet. We got to get Harley Quinn in. How are we going to fit Harley Quinn into 20, 2021? You know, like, so I don't know. But... James Gunn doing Suicide Squad again. We talked about it before. You know, it makes a lot of sense in terms of uh, the fit. Uh, apparently, he was, according to Hollywood Reporter, was approached to do Superman, and he yeah. turned that down and decided to do Suicide Squad instead, which shows you that fit is a big is something that he was cognizant of. Yeah, he, you know, he could have. There was certainly, I mean, the paycheck's probably the same, but in terms of like box office, he, I'm sure he probably realized Superman's an easier. It's an easier gig. You know, that also tells me that DC was trying to make a splash. Because to take someone who, by some people's accounts, they feel is toxic, uh, to take him and say, we want to give you maybe Superman. our most important property, that's a lot of 
that's a lot of nerve. That's a it's lot a of risk to to do that with, and attach him to, to to that film. It's also interesting because was he supposed to do it with Cavill, or this is going to be after Cavill? Like like I'm I'm very fascinated on that aspect of the story too. Yeah, that is very interesting. Um, uh, with regards to this, I'm also interested in the fact that uh, we have a title. This the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be kind of like a reboot, basically. Yeah. Which, um, I have to be honest, I like the old Suicide Squad team. You know. Yeah, like, I thought I, they made fine decisions. I thought the cast was good. I liked the acting. I liked the. Uh, it was just the story, and the plot, and the villain, and everything else that I wasn't crazy about. But I liked the cast. I liked the team. So. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's going to change a lot. <laughs> um, you know, we know Harley Quinn's going to be a constant thing, which, um, I mean, I don't mind. It's strange that they're going to make that a priority, to have Harley Quinn in every movie. Well, I think, um, to, to be fair, I feel like, I mean, she is one of DC's most popular characters. I mean, we gotta, if we're going to be honest. I mean, if I'm naming characters that are most popular amongst fans in DC, uh Based on cosplays we see, comic book sales. I mean, she's definitely popular on mer- merchandise. Like, it's, it's Batman, it's Superman, it's Wonder Woman. Joker. It's Joker. And I think after that, a case can be made that Harley Quinn's five, the top five. Well, it's tough. I, I It depends on how you look at the numbers. Because if I look deeper and I would say, like, how, like, how much of DC's hardcore fan base is male compared to a female. I mean, let's say 70-30. I don't sure. know if it's generous. Or that's I'd say probably, it's probably, that's probably around, around where we're at. I would say, if we're talking the male fan base, I don't think she's top five. She may be top ten. I agree with that. And if, even if she's top ten, it's like she's behind all the major Just Sleep players, probably. It's the female fan base where she's probably number one. Yeah. If not, if either her or Wonder Woman. I, was, I would argue she's number one. I would say so. In terms so of her brand overall. One of them may have passed her after the movie. But, so if, you're, if they're saying to themselves, we want to appeal to the female fan base, and that's fine. But, if 70% of your fan base is kind of indifferent on Harley Quinn, that's where we that's where the confusion comes for me. Yeah, I in think... In terms that, of strategic standpoint. They're, now there's, but they're, the they're selling time, a movie to a casual fan Yeah, well. where they're selling to everybody, and there are more women yeah, this isn't, than men. For, this isn't a comic book. You know, this is a movie. Yeah. And I mean, they're looking at the success of Wonder Woman, yes, and, and the yeah. I guess projected success of Captain Marvel, which now. But why not put Wonder about. Woman in these movies? That's my thing. Why Harley Quinn? Like if Wonder Woman's already proven she's got clout. She's got, you know, I guess a brand I guess, that I guess works. Harley Quinn is a lot easier not to. I know it's kind of ironic. You're making the case that they're shoehorning her, but I think it's, she's easier to not make it appear that you're shoehorning her. Yeah, like she makes sense in Birds of Prey. She makes sense in Suicide Squad. But are these movies? I don't know do what these third... movies make sense of. That's the other question. Well, I mean, are we've they been doing? Talk, we've been talking about that that's for a long right. conversation. <laughs> are, are, these, are they doing these movies to, to include Harley Quinn? Yes, because they, they I no, that's what they're doing. That's, they have that's Margot the problem. <laughs> I mean, people may not realize that they're shooting. I mean, someone that, that we understand they're shoehorning her in. My thing is, why not make movies that you can shoehorn Wonder Woman in, like? I just think it's it's harder. probably harder. I agree because yeah, like okay, we're making another Justice League movie. I was gonna say yeah. Am yeah. I putting am I shooting? I'm putting her in 
someone else's movie. Right. I put her in Aquaman randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I putting her in yeah. Shazam randomly, which we're hearing maybe she's already in it anyway. Like, oh, look, really? I've heard some things. I'm not saying that it's, yeah. it is, but I've heard some breaking news. He just got the scoop. <laughs> uh, just rumors, you know. So like, so so like with Harley Quinn. Like she has, she's been in a lot she of has different. Her ten- she's had her tentacle, just like the character she is. She's a very like random character. Right, right. So she's had, she's kind of appeared everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot easier if you say, "Yo, yeah, right. this Margot Robbie is uh, a list star in Hollywood. She's our franchise player, and she has our most popular female character, possibly in our in our collection. We gotta make use of her." And, and they probably make they could be also paying her a lot of money. Wherever they signed the contract they signed her to, it could be a number that's so large they feel like we have to make bread on this. We can't have one movie and then five years later come out with another one. Because when did Suicide Squad come out? Three years ago, twenty sixteen. Yeah. So we're at twenty nineteen. We still don't have anything from Margot Robbie since. Because we never got a Batman movie. We never got anything else. So they've got whatever contract she had. They they went four years empty. Yeah. So they could be feeling like, yo, we got to start cashing in on this person we have under contract that we are not really using. And um, Wonder Woman uh, is, um, uh, you know, she has superpowers. Harley Quinn, you can have her walking around, joking around, talking. It's easier to do. Right, right. It's easier on the crew. It's easier on (laughs) the cast. You know, like, honestly, it is. Like, you don't need a big set. You need a lot of makeup. You you don't need a set with, um, um, uh, wow. The girl Gadot. You don't need Gal a set with Gal, G- with Gal Gadot. Yeah, you don't need a set with her going like this with all the green screen. You don't need that. Yeah. You can just, like we've seen these set photos that, that were re- were released. Um, you can just have Harley Quinn walking down a block. Yeah. You know, record that. Record some scenes. Record this. Record that. Boom, boom, boom. You're done. Have yeah. Margot Robbie act. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's it's a lot easier. But my, my last question is, who do we want to see? So that's the question I was going to bring. Um, Before we answer that question, I just... Realize them. So I'm, I'm looking at Suicide Squad stuff, and I got the first issue of the Suicide Squad to cover. Um, it includes, I see here, Deadshot. I see uh, Bronze Tiger. I see Rick Flag. I see uh, Boomerang. But what's funny to me is, I think I just learned where the Fugees got their album cover from. Because the album cover for the Fugees looks very similar to the cover of Suicide Squad 1. It's like black background, sh- shadowy heads. I I would be surprised if there wasn't some inspiration from looking for the Suicide Squad. Mm. Am I lying or not? Nah? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just had to say that. <laughs> but um, characters. So I mean, so when we think about characters, though, uh, the first Volume One Suicide Squad members that were that were that were appeared in the volumes between 1987 to 1992. Where, of course, Amanda Waller, Rick Flagg, Bronze Tiger, Boomerang, Count Vertigo, who was in that cover, Deadshot, Joker, Dr. Light, Duchess, Enchantress, Julie, Nemesis, Nightshade, Oracle, Poison Ivy, Punch, Raven, Shade, Thinker 2, and Vixen. Um, and we're hearing that right now Gunn is really focused on the 80s teams. So that means that these would be the characters he he's reading about right now. We know Harley Quinn's gonna be in there, so we add her there. But besides that, yeah, the, these could be the characters he's thinking about. The problem and we know is he's it's not used a lot of the, he used a lot of the characters, at least the good ones, or they didn't he didn't use them, but they used a lot of the characters in the original. 
it's crazy to me to have a suicide squad that doesn't have boomerang. Like, yeah. it, I just, to me, he feels like, like a must member. Like even more than like Deadshot. I f- the Suicide Squad for me, I don't think there are any must members. I think cons- I feel like in, tw- in, 20, in, 20, in 2019, I think Harley Quinn is. Really? Yeah, I think she's been attached to that team for too long. I feel like in 2019, I think Harley Quinn is not maybe 10 years ago, but today, I think she's the face of the team. Her and Wall, I think they're both. Yeah, faces I agree. Of the I team. think Wall is the only person that like you do anything Suicide Squad. That's why on Arrow it seems kind of it seems kind of weak. Cause I'm like, this isn't there's no Amanda Waller. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're trying. I mean, it's Argus, but but um, they yeah. didn't, they didn't even let Curtis say Suicide Squad. Yeah, he's like, this round you get the Suicide. Hey, you're gonna stop right there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Warner Brother heads are watching. <laughs> We're not trying to get any smoke from the Warner Brother heads. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would love to see um Bronze Tiger. I would like to see Vixen. Those would be two characters I think would be interesting. We haven't seen them in the movies. You got, you got black people. But black why, people why are we making Vixen like... Well, well remember, the Suicide Squad also sometimes has heroes. I mean, Rick Flag isn't a villain. Neither is uh, neither is uh, Katana. And Katana has been a Suicide Squad member. So you just yeah. want all villains? I'm not even going to be all villains. I mean, that's... Because, I mean, it's not always a team of just villains. But... I mean, I thought they get, honestly, I thought they did a solid job conceptually with the last one. They just failed. So <laughs> why all the trailers were so uh, yeah. good? Yeah, that's why people were excited for it. It made a lot of sense. Everything they did, they they just rushed and made a bad movie. Honestly, I we don't need a we really don't need a second one or a reboot. But they want to do it. They don't use the same characters because it looks stale. You know, Cheetah has been a member of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm surprised. A lot of, almost, well, I'm saying we have almost every villain. We do have Kristen Wiig in 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 you know in under DC's umbrella with the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, Penguin's also been. Isn't that in, like the past and then like the eighties? Well, I'm saying could she? I mean, she's cheetah. I mean, well, she, she could have had. She, she could yeah, have whatever. Where she's whatever not she aging or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Penguin, yeah Penguin's also been Suicide Squad. So that's I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm saying everyone. So, so do you guys have anybody? Black Adam. Verse Flash has also been a member. Apparently. Black Adam's been a member of Suicide Squad. Oh, Amanda Waller's got Black Adam. Yeah, let's just make him superpowers. Flash. King, King Shark's been a member. Oh, yeah. I think King Shark could be good. You know, you're not going to have Killer Croc. You know, you had yeah. someone. Do another Killer Croc. Make him, like, look human, but, like, with a, oh, just a, a fin on his head. No, he should be a CGI character. No, he should be like the Hulk. They should not make him a real person like they did with Croc. <laughs> that was not that was a mistake just in a hoodie <laughs> yeah just some guy in a hoodie oh, looking sheets. like the thing uh, any <laughs> names from, any names intrigue you from the earlier teams uh, I'd like to see Bronze Tiger I think that would be really fun you know I think that would be really cool to see I like Bronze Tiger and Arrow um, mm-hmm. I do too so I want to see Bronze Tiger in the Suicide Squad <laughs> you know what's funny yo, shout out to James Holly you know James is like you re- y'all, y'all, I mean we. I agree I liked him but he was like y'all realize though that like Bronze Tiger is just like He's actually Black Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like every every like whatever like caricature you make of Black Dynamite, that that's what he is. is <laughs> he's like, why Michael J. White take that role? <laughs> oh, y'all gotta check out Black Dynamite. That's a great movie. Um, yeah. So Kendall, you, you sounded like you didn't like any of these names I, I gave you. You you were not. You mm-hmm. like yeah. You were like, give me the old team. No, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> give me either give me the old team or just be creative. Give me Killer. So you Frost. don't want to see Vixen. You don't want to see Bronze. What about uh? You don't want to see Vertigo. 
not 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 entirely. I mean, not necessarily. What about Doctor Light? <sighs> like, look. What about Poison Ivy? I mean, I didn't want to see Slipknot. I didn't want to <laughs> see, you know, half the people they gave me in the last one, but they 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 did a decent Slipknot. job with it. You know, <laughs> I forgot you. Nobody yo, even crazy. Knew he, was he was in no promo, and then when yeah, he's in the movie, crazy. I'm like, yo, I didn't even know. How yeah, you like, oh, well, this fool is dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's gotta be the guy that gets his head blown off. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Warriors Telegraph. Come on, man, yo, like, they had one job, just prom- just pro- promo him to death. Yeah, like the like Death Strike, like a Death uh, Deadpool did. Like Deadpool yeah. promoted everyone in the X Force. Like, all right, this is the squad. Like, exactly. what's up? And then they die. Or like, Iron Man Three. You know exactly. But that's the whole point of Suicide Squad. You know, someone's gonna die. Hey, they didn't promo the guy for nothing. Like he didn't, he got halfway up that building, and his head was off. And you knew it. Maybe we get uh, Captain Cold and Heatwave. Mm. Those kind of. I mean, they're. I mean, they could. There's a rose gallery cool. of DC. Especially since this Flash movie, Taylor PK said is either happening in 2022 or not at all. Yeah, I know, right? Which I'm like, that's the darkest timeline. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm intrigued by some of these names. I said I would like to see Vixen. I would like. I wouldn't mind seeing Poison Ivy, especially if she's not in a Batman movie. And Bronze Tiger. Those are the names that intrigue me. I can do probably without everyone else on this list. Mm. Um, let's talk about Birds of Prey, guys. So again, kind of, kind of going from the Harley Quinn theme, staying on the Harley Quinn theme rather. Uh, we got the first trailer for a teaser for Birds of Prey. Funny note, guys. I saw the Birds of Prey thing come out. Or actually, you texted me, Sham. I was like, Yo, I'm home. It's new. Maybe I should do a reaction. Like, why not? And I tried to do reaction. I set up. Like, no one was home. So I had to set it up by myself. Set up the camera. Set up the audio. Set up everything. And I set it up. I'm recording it. Like, all right. Where's the frame teaser? Like, I know it's only 30 seconds, but like, let's see what's there. And I literally could not say anything about it. I'm like, yep. it's not much. It's not much to take. Um, the characters that they show are like, they, they show, show them so in fast. this weird, fast thing which i didn't quite understand yeah. especially because they knew like people would be able people to screenshot it and then yeah. we'd just be able to see <laughs> everything um so now i'm just annoyed because like, i have to always go to like some i can't go to the trailer to see those people article. i gotta go to like some other article, article or some yeah. tweet to find those pictures um i don't know kendall what'd you, what 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 vibes did you get from this uh this uh this tease that we got for birds of prey uh i mean looks like suicide squad you know it same kind of aesthetic, same. You think it looks like Suicide Squad? I totally disagree. I think it looks like Suicide Squad, man. It same kind of dark, like dark, you know, flamboyant costumes. Y'all yeah, both think this looks like Suicide Squad. You know, it, it's not. It, that's not, not even negative. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say uh, they showed Suicide so, Squad took itself way more seriously. They showed so that little. Did. You think so? Really? Definitely. Well, that well, teaser was goofy as hell. Well, I think in the promotional some of the Suicide material, Squad promotions were goofy. So no, they no, weren't. No, goofy. I don't I think they were goofy. goofy. Is not the word. They were, but they were. They were over the they top. Were, they were. I feel like they. There right. was a lightheartedness to it. Right. Which but, is, but it took new. itself seriously, though. I don't I mean. I didn't get the I sense mean, that this was like some like clown show. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe yeah, I, I. Yeah, I didn't get that kind of. I mean, Harley Quinn is dressed obviously very flamboyantly. Yeah. But I mean, She's I don't dancing, think you like, and McGregor as Black Mask didn't look like you know. Like some you know, joke of a character. Right. That's you know, we that, got Victor the, teaser to, the teaser to me looked like something I'd see from like a, a campy nineteen eighties film. Like some nineteen eighties or like a nineteen eighties sitcom in Canada. Like that could have been like that could have been an episode of like the Grassy High. Right. Like like that but to me that's not the vibe that like Suicide Squad was going for. Suicide Squad was going for like, yeah, this is like a funny movie, but this is a big budget. This is like you know, over the top explosions, action, 
you know, uh, uh, you know, slick, slick lines. Like I didn't get any of the impressions of that from this trail, <laughs> this teaser. Right. This teaser was not giving me any of that at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I got, I, I, I just got the sense that this was very, uh, not, like, not. It wasn't serious, but it didn't look like a complete joke, you know. And Suicide Squad was, like I said, they had the same type of costumes. Uh, you had a similar type of villains and stuff. Um, I was what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I'd say I'm leaning more towards Kennel, Kennel's perspective here. I didn't, I didn't see it as a complete joke. It kind of gave me the vibe of the kind of, uh, I wouldn't say Suicide Squad was goofy or anything like that, but it, it, there was a lightheartedness to it that where I think they were trying to play off the lightheartedness of the characters like Harley Quinn and even Joker when they show Joker in there and things. They tried to kind of uh, play off of that contradicting with the seriousness of the situation. Right, 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 right. Where here, I didn't, we, don't, we don't get that seriousness part where we just kind of get the Harley Quinn drinking and dancing and whatever. I don't think it's Harley Quinn drinking. I think that's, uh, oh, uh, uh, I think that's what's the name. Well, she has a drink in her hand, but like the bottle, I think, is Black Canary. Black Canary, okay. I'm getting a lot of Tessa Thompson Valkyrie vibes from this Black Canary. No, it's possible. I um, can't. I, I, there's not much. I'm not saying that just because she's on. light skinned. I'm just. I, I think like the whole drinking thing, like kind of like punk rock girl thing, is like a vibe that I think Valkyrie was kind of going for. Mm. As we watch right now, that's why yeah. it's weird. Sound. Yeah, sorry about this. <laughs> I'm um, just looking. Kendall, yeah, say, Kendall say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, but um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I was, like, I was feeling I these. Feel like, I mean, I mean, that looked that that was the most low budget teaser I've ever seen for a superhero movie. That's why I can't it understand. Was, the it was, it was yeah, weird. Why, that's why I don't get. It. That's why I don't get the Suicide Squad comparison. But that does bring me to the point you're making. Can I want to ask you? Like, do you think this worked? Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird decision. Because look, that was, this was the first day of shooting, and they were like, "Oh, we're all in our costumes. Let's just shoot a teaser. Just go in a warehouse, put some drapes up. Yeah, and just, just let's show the people the characters that they'll be playing. I don't know. It didn't seem necessary. Um, nobody asked for it. Nobody was like, "We're not seeing anything with Birds of Prey." I was shocked that they the had birds? anything. I was, I was when shocked. I saw Birds of Prey, I saw Birds of Prey was trending on Twitter. I like, well, I didn't lose my mind because I'm like, it's Birds of Prey. But I was like, I was excited. I was like, "Oh, Birds of Prey," you know. Clearly, something came out. And I was like, this? This is it? I mean, it's cool, but, like, it was very tame. You know, I, they didn't have enough for a trailer. I think this was fine. You know, in, in hindsight, like, I'd rather this than not have anything. So if this is all they're going to give me, I'm fine with it. What is Black Mask's deal? He had no mask. We'll see his mask. Which, Ewan McGregor, he ain't, he ain't playing Black Mask to wear a mask for two hours. <laughs> I, think we, I think we learned that in this trailer. Yeah, I think he's too big of an actor. Yeah, he's know. too big of an actor. He, he ain't going to do... He'll, honestly, what he will do is he'll do the Hugo Weaving in uh, Captain America and be Red Skull. It'll probably be something like that. Where Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, he'll become Black Mask. Or he'll, he'll either become Black he'll Mask. He'll start wearing the mask full time. Yeah, or it'll be a thing half. where he'll just be wearing it some of the time or or when he's out yeah. doing a job or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it could be like a Brother Blood thing from Arrow where like... Whenever he was like doing any yeah. <laughs> stuff, he's wearing the stupid mask. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, a scarecrow. So I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking it'll be something like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Batman. He was rocking some sunglasses in one of the pictures. 
Uh, I agree. We gotta see some mask. He can't be just that. Like he can't be just himself. We gotta see the iconic skull head. I almost wonder if his face is a mask. I'm low key wondering if that's the case, and somehow like he takes it off, and like we see his face, and then he looks like black mask. How do you I even do not. that? Yeah. I mean, you haven't seen this. The, the, they're not spending. We see clearly they're not spending. spending the budget on tree trailers and teasers. Yeah, no, right. So they can spend the money on something. They have some kind of budget. You could spend it on that, perhaps. I hope he, he just puts on the mask at some point. That's what I'm thinking they're gonna do. I I would hope so too. I hope I hope, I hope he I hope he scraps this movie and does a Kenobi movie. Like, <laughs> well, I think we're all hoping that. Hope <laughs> he's like, you know, screw Warner, bro. Let's go back to Disney. Um, any other thoughts on this? Teaser. We did see Huntress with uh, you know, Winstead. Yeah, crossbow. Um, and the crossbow. Yeah, we had we saw the crossbow. I'm liking it. You like what you're seeing? I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm digging it. I'm intrigued. I just don't know what to, I don't know what to make of this though. I mean, Harley looks so like out there with her getup, <laughs> uh, and then in the set photos we've seen, it seems like she's gonna be wearing this kind of gear for like at least a certain part of the movie. She's in the in a teaser and in, in the uh, in the set folds we're seeing she's wearing similar outfits. We know this is her post Joker breakup, so I don't know. I guess I guess I'm just I, I don't know. I mean, this is a movie I literally like I, I I didn't know what to expect really, and then you know we saw the comments from Robbie saying this is not to be taken very seriously. Then we saw the crazy title, and I was like, now nah, I really don't know what to expect. And I saw this trailer and now I'm. Even more, I don't feel more like I know more about this movie. I feel like I have more questions. Mm. I can't even say if I like it or not. I'm just, I'm very curious now. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely curious. Um, I mean, I'm going to this movie with the same thing as Suicide Squad, where I'm just like, this is interesting, a new team, or not, well, I mean, it kind of is a team, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to see what the, what this cast and what these actors, I like the cast. I like who what I see what yeah. I see here. That Rosie Perez is Renee Montoya. Yeah, cool. so I'm so I want to see more. Is did she did Harley ever use the mallet in the last in the last movie? She did, right? I know she used the bat. I don't know. She, she used the bat. I don't remember. She, I don't know. If she used the mallet. Yeah, because I, I I feel like people said that was missing. If I remember correctly, I I don't remember very much about Suicide Squad. <laughs> there were I, well, I the only thing I'll again. say there were a lot of bigger. Uh, Fish to fry. There were bigger problems with Suicide Squad <laughs> yeah, than she didn't Harley not having a mallet. That was probably brought up, but I, it went over. I my do head. think it's ironic <laughs> that the first shot is of her with the mallet, because that makes me wonder if like that was a purpose of thing because of what we've seen. The mallet and the crossbow are the two first things you see, and those are the two most iconic weapons of the people in this show, in this movie, and rather that they showed those two things immediately. Um, I think that's all I got to say with that. Shout out to Cassandra Kane who broke her arm apparently. Yeah, no, right. I don't know. She's really young. I didn't know. Like, I don't. Like, I guess I knew. Oh, yeah. I heard she's going. Heard she's going to be young, huh? Uh, X twenty three was young. I know. I mean, I'm fine with it. I just, I don't know. I expected Cassandra to be a little older. She looks like she's like ten years old at best in this trailer. Mm. But shout yeah. out to her. Hopefully, uh, hopefully she's cool. I'm sure she will be. Uh, shout out to this movie. We'll be keeping an eye on it as we uh, continue to move forward. What about uh, Michael B. Jordan, guys? So we heard that Michael B. Jordan from Angela Bassett, who's speaking to Entertainment Weekly, will be joining the cast of Black Panther 2. That is very fascinating to us because last time we heard from Killmonger's character, he said that he was not going to be swimming with his ancestors. He was, gonna, he was not going to be swimming like the people who jumped off the slave ships. He wanted to be buried with his ancestors. So 
how does that guy go from being buried with his ancestors to being in Black Panther 2? I'm thinking, um, first of all, uh, I want to say I'm extremely excited to see him back in Black Panther 2. I think I got that backwards, by the way. I think he actually did want to be in the river. No, yeah, he was. He wanted to be in who, the, yeah, yeah, who, his ancestors who, who didn't want to be in bondage yeah. and jumped off slave ships. I, thank you for totally, <laughs> correcting that. I totally botched that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I was like, oh, I think he got that kind of mixed up, but like, whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see him back. I'm thinking, I don't think we're getting him back in the flesh. I'm thinking we'll get him back either in that, that dreamscape, Purp, that oh, purple dreamscape right. area where, where his father was and yeah, where yeah. T'Chaka was. Manterland. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking we'll, we'll get him back, something like that. Yeah, he was a former Black Panther. Yeah, he was a former Black Panther. He's, he's a, he has the royal blood. They're yeah. all the same blood. Sure. So I'm thinking we'll see him in that realm or something along those lines where he's not physically brought back to life, but in some kind of afterlife or some kind of something, afterlife vision, something like that. We'll see um, Michael B. Jordan in, in the Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this screams dream sequence. You know, we're not getting Michael B. Jordan back in any type of, like, villain role or hero role. Winter Soldier or something. Yeah, this isn't a Winter <laughs> Soldier. Um, he'll, he'll be back. They were never going to be. This is going to be Purple Man and Jessica Jones season two, uh, which was fine, but it was still, like, not the same. <laughs> it's never going to be the same because you know they're not going to have an impact on the, the, the end result. So, uh, I mean, it will be a cool little uh, cameo or a cool uh, callback to the original movie, but uh, that doesn't do anything to alleviate any pressure on whoever the villain for Black Panther 2 will be, whether oh, yeah. it's Craven or um, Namor or whoever they pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think so too, but when you're talking about Wakanda... And we're talking about not only uh, high-tech science, but also mysticism. I- I'm not going to close a door that they would not decide after everyone praised Killmonger as being the best villain that Marvel's produced before Thanos came out. I think some people still think he's the best villain, uh, either him or Thanos. Uh, I'm not going to eliminate that factor of him coming back to life. I can't eliminate someone who was so valuable to them. And Marvel feeling like, hmm, okay, yeah, story-wise, it was great that he died. Like, it was a powerful scene, and everything about him was great. But we need to get that guy back. We need to get the money. We need to get this bag. It's a weird business at the end of the day. And it doesn't make sense for that guy to be dead. And Wakanda is a place where if anyone could come back to life, I think that would be the place where it would make the most sense. The the only thing that I'll say with that is that I think that would that, that would that, that, that would be met with... Two common criticisms. One, with Black Panther, a lot of people say that one criticism is that, you know, vibranium kind of solves a lot of things. And, like, Wakanda kind of solves a lot of things that, like, kind of unexplainable. And if, I mean, if you bring Killmonger back, it's like, here's another thing, here's another thing that, you know, they kind of just wrote in. I didn't know that was a complaint. I mean, look, there aren't a lot of complaints from right. Black Panther. I, I mean, I don't have no, I don't have no complaints. But the people that that's this, this is what I'm hearing. I feel like Steve Man. This is what I'm hearing. This is what the people are saying. But <laughs> beyond I mean, that, Derek Carr and uh, you know, ask for Dan White to fight you. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, what should we call it? Mike B. Jordan. Yeah, Mike yo, B. Jordan. Yo, yo, Dan White, I want to fight these clowns. <laughs> yo, Feige, put this fight together. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but the other criticism in terms of the larger MCU is they they're they're afraid to kill people off. And that when they kill people off, they 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 bring them back. 
whether it be Colson or you know, they, I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen with Loki, but people are worried that they bring, they're just gonna bring Loki back. Uh, Gamora, yeah, Gamora. Like there, there's you know, that that that's that's been a kind of a quiet criticism in the MCU, um, and I don't know if they're willing to to do that with such a major character, where like if they do that, the one person they haven't really even broached to bring back that they killed off was Quicksilver, and still people are like, oh, I wonder if we can get Quicksilver back in the it was in the Scarlet Witch show or in Endgame or something. So I don't know, we'll see. Um. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I hear what you're saying, EJ, with regards to Wakanda being the place that you would bring somebody back. Um, I'm hoping they don't bring him back. I thought his death was, especially with that line, it was earned. It was earned. Mm-hmm. It was earned with everything that had happened in the movie. It, that final uh, clash, that final fight between them. Um. You know, I thought it was a, you know a fitting end for the characters. A tragic end is a tragedy, uh, but I feel like I feel like sometimes now nowadays you can't just let a tragedy be a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Got oh, they found a way back. They brought them back. It's like why they gotta come back? Why why can't <laughs> you know why can't? Gwen Stacy's just... been dead for 60, 50 years, and it's been and it makes sense. Yeah, you know, you know. So it's like it is what it is. It happened, and and he was a great character, but he was a great character, and there's no need to bring him back and mess anything up now to be fair i think if anyone were to bring a character back and do them justice i would think it would be ryan cooler right if disney were, disney were, were just like you're gonna bring him back you know <laughs> and he was like all right i gotta do something with it you know i think he would be the person that would be able to do something with that uh but i still hope they don't bring him back i sir i agree i don't think they should bring him back i wouldn't complain about it because he just was so good that if they wanted to bring him back it's like all right well they brought him back that's fine he's <laughs> I would love to see more of these uh, those slick lines he was dri- delivering throughout that entire movie, but um, but if they didn't, I would understand it. I agree, it's probably more in line with the flashback or a dream sequence Panther life world thing, but uh, but it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. It does. If there is anything I'm a little concerned about. I guess it would be if they did bring him back. I don't think he should be the main villain. I think he should be brought back like at the end of the movie. It's almost like an after credit scene or something. Like, they need to find a villain, and I'm still holding out hope that it's Namor. So that's what I would do. But I don't know. Who knows what we'll get from this film. So when uh, Angela says that everybody's going to be back, including Michael B. Jordan, it's like, well, who's new? <laughs> like, we need a new villain. And I was hoping – I have a whole great hope for someone who I think would be awesome, and I hope they go that route. So uh, Michael yeah, B. Jordan yeah. would not be new. And that was actually her husband that said that. Right, yeah. Right, my bad. Um, Where'd he get it from? Right, he got it from Angela. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently, they, apparently they were together. I see. I was reading an article. Apparently, they were together, and yeah. she was kind of like hedging. And he was like, "No, just yeah. say it. He's back." Yeah, it's weird. And I'm sure yeah, Kevin Feige why. was like, "I'm gonna have a conversation with him." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, "Look, they, Angela Bass is like, they can't find me." I didn't say it. it's like Anthony Davis. <laughs> no, you still you getting know. that tampering charge. It don't matter. You still gonna get it. Uh, well, what did we make of Guardians of the Galaxy, guys? Chris Pratt. Despite everyone's, uh, you know, kind of concern for this movie, says don't panic. He promises the movie is still happening. Um, it better. I mean, look, Disney's not gonna not let that happen. I'd imagine. Is Disney gonna say, "Oh, well, no, James gone. He's doing Suicide Squad. I guess we're gonna scrap the entire Guardians." Uh, 
Uh, I don't, out I don't, of our portfolio. But I don't know if we were concerned about Disney. I think we were concerned about that cast. That's true. Revolting against well, them. Well, uh, if you bring me back to that, look at these clowns, DJ. Mr. Uh, I, we're we we got our full support for James Gunn. And they now they're like, oh. full support. Now no, like, oh, I guess we doing, no, we I do not, it. I am not. The money, the money is right. I think, I, I think Kendall, Kendall is like the ultimate, ultimate, yeah, like, non-capitalist. Did, did Batista come out and say, yeah, I'm going to do Guardians 3? Until Batista comes out and ends his boycott of Disney, then, I, then I'll be like, all right, I, I, I am up. But Batista has continued his full support of James Gunn. Well, these guys have been pro pro money, pro establishment. No, they all put out a statement yeah. saying bring them back. <laughs> pro establishment. <laughs> pro establishment. I don't know. Kendall, Kendall's, Kendall's, Kendall's the anti anti capitalist. They're pro. They're pro uh, market. Kendall's the commie in this uh the com the commie in this uh podcast here. No, I think that they all they all within reason fought for James Gunn, and then that didn't happen, and now they got well, they realized their money was going to get affected. Was defeated. And and also they have our, leg- our, our money's gonna get affected. They have right. legacies that they have legacies they're going after. I mean they they have two, one smash hit and two hits. You think Batista's got a family to feed? Batista's like well, I guess well, I'm gonna go to wrestling. Well, according to Pratt, he says, "quote I don't know what that movie's going to look like, but I know everyone on board is eager to give the fans what they want and wrap up a trilogy in a meaningful way." That sounds like that includes Batista. Everyone since when did Batista say he's on board? I'm just saying, I don't hey, the rest of them on board because they, the they're selling the, out. The wrap of a trilogy <laughs> in a meaningful way that makes me include that. That's me thinks that anyone who was in the first two movies is ready to finish the trilogy. We'll, we'll see what happens in Endgame. We'll see. We'll see if Batista makes it out alive. I mean, he's already dead, but <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like, <laughs> see if he, like, they he bring make, him he back. He make it out of Infinity War. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm glad you know uh, Guardians Three is still happening. I'm not mad at the cast for being in the movie. You know, <laughs> yeah. Kendall somehow doesn't want to see good movies get made. Uh, hey, look, no, <laughs> I I don't I don't like seeing sellout cast. Put you, know, out, you don't like seeing fake hustle. Saying you oh we got full support, and then now they they once Disney puts a little bit of pressure on them. Oh, I, oh no, we did all the best we could. They did. Like, no, you didn't. Say we ain't doing the movie until unless James Gunn do it. These oh, guys, man. man. Batista respect. <laughs> respect <laughs> Dave Batista. Uh, but Kendall yeah, so. like the fake hustle. So yeah, I'm glad this movie's happening. I'm excited. Um, you know, uh, uh, did they, did we get a director for that for this? Uh, I don't think we still. No, have no, one. The, the, no. the only name we've heard is Travis Knight. Yeah, that's the only name. Right. Which I mean, I'd be happy with that. I'd be satisfied with that. But but I'm uh, you know I'm excited to see Guardians three. Um, you know, don't rush. Take the time. <laughs> take however much however many t- much time. Is needed. We got a lot of other MCU movies that are coming out in the meantime to keep us satisfied. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm not too. Surpri- I'm not too surprised. Uh, I actually was a little surprised. Chris Pratt felt he had to send out this SOS. I don't think anyone was. There are some people kind of moaning and groaning, but I don't think that the. It wasn't like the Batman fever pitch that we had. Where it was yeah. like, Yo, what's going on, fam? Like, yeah, I agree. Where Matt Reeves <laughs> just ignored us. He didn't care what we were saying. He just went about his business to, until he was ready. He's kind of like Robert Mueller in that regard, <laughs> where we talk about him all the time. But he wasn't saying anything. He was like, I'm just gonna keep doing my work, and y'all could think whatever y'all want to think. So, uh, so, so I was kind of surprised. Pratt's like. Everyone, don't panic. It's like I don't think anyone's panicking though. Yeah, we know the movie being delayed, but I think I think everyone still thinks that something is gonna happen. People are only occupied with Captain Marvel, and that kind of makes me wonder if there was some pressure internal. Like, was there a a point where it was unclear whether or not this was happening? Where maybe 
the feeling that he was feeling internally maybe was not being put outward, but he's putting it outward because that's what he was facing. Yeah, and now he feels confident. Right. But he maybe didn't right. feel confident before. Yeah, yeah, last year or months ago. Maybe Batista did tell him, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we just haven't gotten word. Now, I also wanted to uh, uh, bring up, now I'm going to do a slight audible here. Uh-oh. Uh, slight change in the play of the yeah, line yeah, scrimmage here. <laughs> and I wanted to bring up that uh, Captain Marvel was test screened. Right. And we got some reactions to the Captain Marvel test screen. Let's read them. Or so, just give me some kind of survey. All right, so, so, so we got some reactions here. Um, so Steve Weintraub says, hearing Frosty. Uh, Captain Marvel screen after it ended, everyone was talking about the cat, stole the show, must see this movie stat, uh, which is interesting. So the I guess it's, I guess there's going to be something going on with, with the goose, the I, cat. I know the cat, but that's, yeah. apparently the cat that's is a little scary to me. Um, that the cat is the one that stole the show. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it's a little concerning to me, to be honest, but okay. Uh, so uh, someone else at the trouble dude, I guess, says, I've been in a recent hashtag Captain Marvel test screening, and I can vouch that Carol Danvers will be the next Marvel face. Charismatic and, and imposing, Danvers came to, came to stay. The movie is amazing, and I'm still in a trance. This is female power, guys. Um, I, mean, man, I think the dream's going to be better than Wonder Woman. That's all I'm saying. Really, I don't. Were you were you high on those trailers? I feel like you weren't. I I don't I don't know how I felt about the trailer. I don't even remember, but I just think it'd be better. I feel like Marvel. You bring in Brie Larson. You you do you you make it clear she's gonna be the face of the MCU. They ain't gonna screw this up. They can't. They ain't gonna screw this up. I mean, someone They've else They've been says. quietly confident. Uh, someone else said, just got to see a test screening of Hashtag Captain Marvel. Let me tell you right now, do not believe the rumors. This movie is beautiful and stunning. The acting is really good. This is easily one of the best movies ever. You guys are going to love this film. <laughs> that seems a little extreme. I think that's a movie ever. <laughs> easily I do, one of the best I do, movies I do feel like there was a smear campaign to, make, to say this movie was trash when those trailers came out. Right. Because I felt like there was nothing in those trailers that was offensive enough to be like, this movie's going to be bad. Now, now, something else that I want to make note of. I know you were mentioning worry about the cat. The cat does have his own character poster. Is that a real poster I'm looking at? That's like that's an actual poster. That's not fake. That's from Marvel. That's from Marvel. So they released. They have other ones with like Coulson and Nick yeah. Fury and Brie Larson. And the cat has one. They have the cat has one. So something is going to happen with this cat in this movie, right? And I'm thinking it's going to get a lot of laughs and a lot of oohs and ahs or whatever from the crowd. Okay. I hope. I just hope this doesn't become some kind of like gimmick. To cover what is a underwhelming movie. E- e- this, is, this, is what the, this is what the people said in 1979 about R2-D2. <laughs> I hope this little robot is some gimmick to, to, to cover up with George Lucas' film. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I heard right now. You got to watch this cat. I'm like, he did like cat. BB-8. I'm like, a cat? I'm like, yo, I'm trying to watch Captain Marvel. I'm trying to see the scrolls. We talking about, you know, maybe Marvel's in this movie. We talking about a cat? I mean, that's a little concerning to me. Uh... I mean, I don't think this movie. I think this movie's gonna be good. I never. I, I had no doubt this movie's gonna be good. I don't know about better than Wonder Woman, but I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this movie will be some. <laughs> I, this movie will be. I feel like, like I think it's gonna be like what Spider-Man: Homecoming was. Like, there's not gonna be really any negative feeling. You're like, wow, that was a really good movie. Like, Marvel has a something to play for. It might not be a classic, classic, but it's a great movie. That's an impression I get. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is gonna be a, a good, solid movie. Uh, I'm, it's encouraging to see the test screenings. People are so excited about it. But, I mean, it's still, you got to take it with a grain of salt, man. 
because we seen the test screenings and people were like, yeah, true. stuff was trash and it was great. Like people got name the test screening that were Dare Deadpool two was bombing, and you watch the movie, it's like this movie's pretty good. Like it was, it was a good. Oh movie. yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. Like they were saying that that movie was Deadpool trash. Two was terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was like kind of shocking. I and mean, it was a little bit. That wasn't as shocking only because we know uh, what's the name left the left the left of the movie, right. the director. Yeah, but like. I was like, it's yo, like, Ryan Reynolds really could have just like <laughs> flopped like that after what he did in the first movie. And then you watch it, like, oh, this is a good movie. Yeah. yeah. And the reviews said it, this is a good movie. So it was like, who were those test who was in those test screenings? And of course we know about the infamous, you know, Batman Superman you know, round of applause. Right. Or the infamous Boogie Cousins. Just saw <laughs> Fantastic Four. Y'all should go check it out. In theaters. Hashtag Fox. That's crazy. Hashtag Fantastic <laughs> Four. Fox. Hashtag do, ad. You didn't do hashtag Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag paid promotion. <laughs> Yo, I was so excited. I was like, oh, maybe we got a hit. <laughs> maybe it's going to be good. You believe in you believe Boogie Cousins? That's, that was that your was, first, that was first, that was your first problem. problem. You believe in Boogie Cousins. Um, what did we make of this uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. trailer that came out this week for the new season? Um, it is kind of weird that the first line, the first thing in the movie, in the trailer is, Colson is Coulson. dead, and the last shot is Colson. I I think that might be the the shortest. That might be the shortest uh plot conclusion, like a like a plot hole conclusion, in the history of TV making. Yeah, I know, right? It's like here's a conflict, conflict resolved. It's like <laughs> we didn't even get this. Honestly, I think, I think they wanted to remind people like what happened. Yeah. Like, I think they wanted to be like, oh yeah, yeah Colson died yeah. at the end, and but Coulson's not dead. You didn't have dun, to dun, put dun. up the like, you didn't have to put up the graphic saying Coulson is dead. You could have right. had him say that. You're clearly lying to me. Like it, it kind of yeah. added another thing to it to be like not only we're we going to add the graphic to it and then show the hologram. We're then going to see him in the end. Yeah. I mean maybe maybe it's not Coulson. Um they alluded to that a little bit. Yeah, cuz he's like never heard of him or something, so it could be uh, not necessarily cloning, but it could be I don't know something something else. I don't, I don't, I don't know what else, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but yeah. it could be some other weird space thing. I mean, we see a lot of people in the trailer that have weird, crazy superpowers, which I'm excited for. It looks like the budget's gonna be uh, uh, it's gonna be a decent budget. Yeah, maybe they the because they, they have less episodes. Maybe they they allow them to spend the money they've been spending before on less episodes. Yeah, so the effects look 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 like they're gonna be on point, um, and the fights look like they're also gonna be on point. Yeah, definitely. So I am very excited to see this, and I'm excited to see Mac in a leadership role. You know, yeah, it could be. So, so I'm I'm excited. I'm interested to see uh, what's gonna happen this season. Kendall, uh, I mean, yeah, it reminded me what happened. I kind of forgotten. <laughs> you know, yeah, oh yeah, I forgot so Mac's a leader. It's been, <laughs> a long, it's been a long time. It's been yeah. a long time, man. So I mean, that was good to see. Um, I'm excited, man. Like, I feel like I'm I'm not suffering from withdrawals from Agents of Shield, but like I'm kind of like you know, some of these other shows have really dipped, man. So I'm like, I need something good, man. I, you know, Flash and Arrow, which we talk about, you know, some of these shows beginning to kind of slip, you know, and uh, so it's good to get something that like you know, Agents of Shield, consistent, yeah, all reliable, um, yeah. never really lets me down. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I mean, I'm excited for this season. It really didn't tell me much, but uh, yeah, it could be, could be interesting. It seems like they have a decent kind of group of people. Like it seems like you know the the shield that we've been seeing had been very stripped down, right. bare bones. It seems like 
When I see this is like the most infrastructure I've seen from Shield since maybe the whole season one. Right. No, they got a base of operations. They got mad people on computers. I'm like, this looks like Shield is legit, which kind of always brings you back to the continuity issue. Is like, why don't they, why isn't there any like reference to Shield and that is doing stuff in like the movies? Well, one thing we know is that, I mean, obviously we know Fury's gonna be back in Homecoming. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. How, you might. He's probably gonna be an or official far, Field guy. Far from home. Yeah, I, I keep going. Homecoming <laughs> too. <laughs> Uh, and we know Maria Hill is obviously in the. I, I don't know if she's supposed to be in Far From Home, but I know she was in obviously Infinity War. So, uh, well, I mean, we'll see if that if that ultimately kind of ties into that. Uh, Shield is, plays a role in the future of the MCU in the movies. Also, yeah. a lot of space in this yeah, trailer. Like the idea that we th- we were done with space. We know they have to find Fitz, who we yeah, see. Well, they, yeah, they have to find Fitz. Uh, yeah. That being part of the story, but I, I was a little surprised at how much space, aliens, and all that was still involved with this story. Yeah, it's a shorter season, so... This is going to be it. Yeah. You know? I liked it. I, I liked the trailer. It didn't give us too much. I very would like to see a little bit more, but, um... But I didn't give us just enough. I gave us a lot of action. I mean, this is going to be, to me, a, a very action-packed season, maybe more so than the previous seasons we've seen. Um... But I'm hoping that we do get an explanation on this Coulson thing that doesn't drag. I know if they, if he's alive and they're showing him in the trailer. I mean, to me, he should be. We should see him in episode one or two. Because what is it like twelve episodes, something like that? Yeah, yeah. So like, we can't be messing. I don't want to see all the actual eight, eight, and they realize he's alive. Like, that's a little, to me. That's a waste of time. <laughs> you know. And then the Fitz thing. I think they gotta get him, and they gotta get him quick too. Which it looks like they will, because we see Gemma find him. But, like, they can't mess around with that either. So a couple of these storylines, they're going to have to move along pretty quickly, which is a little bit of a cause for concern for me because I feel like those are storylines that definitely could have used time. But they don't have it now. And it seems like they're teasing to us that, so, yeah, the, we understand we don't they, have the time, um, so therefore we're showing you this now. But weren't they, like, renewed? Well, days? they were renewed, but, like, the ep- remember, before they had 24, se- 24 yeah, right. episodes yeah, to I expand know. on the story, where right. now it's a 12. Right. So you don't have the time in 12 episodes to be messing around, where this is a show that I think, if, of all the shows we watch, I think definitely is benefited with patience. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. they they do not just give you a story immediately or give you everything immediately. So how they adjust, how 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 uh, how Weeding adjusts here is going to be fascinating to me, because this is a, a whole different you know task that they have. Yep. Unless they feel like, but like like you mentioned though, maybe they feel like because even though we have a season that's coming next year, maybe they, they're looking at it as one season over two years. That's another thing we got to think about, too. Maybe they don't look at this season as one season. That could be weird for us and the viewer, and I'm not sure that would be the best way to go about it because as a viewer, you're watching it as one season, but I think that maybe they're not thinking of it, thinking of it like that, per se. I hope, I hope you're right. Or, yeah. yeah, I hope they're not thinking of it like that. They shouldn't. They should take this as one season. But it's gonna have to be a lot more of a quicker ride to uh, to the destination. Uh, so we got two shows to talk about this week. So we're talking about Flash. We're talking about Arrow. What do you want to start with, guys? You want to talk with? You guys talked about Arrow last week. You want to talk about Flash to start? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Um, so the Flash, uh, two episodes. First episode, um, Flash realizes that the whole team Flash realizes that Cicada is back. He's hunting down Meta through some kind of list. 
they try to stop him. Um, in one of their attempts in trying to stop him, he actually breaks Excess's uh, uh, back. She's out of commission, putting Barry in a pretty dark place, probably the most dark we've seen him in regards to what he's willing to do to stop a villain, which pretty much meant killing. Uh, he tries to kill Cicada at the end of the movie, at the end of the show before Excess, who's finally healed, it was a, is able to come out and stop him. Um, but the storyline centered around Cicada trying to find these metas who have been arrested recently and, and released from custody. And it basically kind of, kind of became a race to find the metas and get them out before Cicada got to them. Uh, that episode was fine. Um, that, the next episode was a little more interesting to me. That episode, I don't want to say it was filler, but it did feel a little bit like I knew nothing really of note was going to happen. And I think they kind of... I think they kind of... Uh, I think Cicada... I think Excess healing as quickly as she did kind of took the teeth out of his attack. Right. You know, I think that having a villain hurt Barry that way with someone who's his kin, you know, or his, his you know, his offspring, not like, you know, a friend or his father, like someone that he's created and that he has grown attached to and he feels like he has a responsibility in growing up. I think we, I would like to explore a little more how he reacts to something like that. And they kind of let it go pretty quickly. It's resolved in the episode. I wasn't as crazy about that. Um, I thought that episode was... Um, I mean, I thought it was good. I I don't know. I, I think I feel differently. I don't know how I would have felt at that drag for a while. You know, if... if you know, she was still like healing and stuff, and I'd be like, "Well, I mean, isn't she talking to Bon? Isn't she talking to Thawn? Like, you know, because I want that to be resolved. I'm, I'm kind of not so gr- happy about that mm. dragging throughout this whole season. So, I mean, I'm kind of glad we got that resolved in that episode. Um, but I mean, the episode itself, I thought was okay. Um, it just seemed like they spent a lot of emotional capital on something that like was resolved. So was resolved quickly. in one episode. Like Excess yeah. is like, I'm never gonna run again. Yeah, there's a lot. And, of, yeah, they tend to be a lot very of emotion. Yeah. And Barry's yeah. like, I'm yeah, ready to moved, kill somebody. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of stuff was happening emotionally for it to just go away. Yeah, and I feel like you know when we saw with Barry when 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 uh, when who was it? was Zoom it was the one that broke his back. I mean, he was out of commission for a little bit. Got Barry broke. Huh? I forgot that happened. Yeah, yeah like, I he was messed up. And, like, it kind of was an emotional toll that took maybe two or three episodes for him to get over when he finally started being able to get his speed back. I thought we were seeing something similar. So, for them to just get out of that was surprising to me. I don't know what you feel, Kevin. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I thought was kind of goofy was when she uh, when she shows up and, you know, Barry's beating up on Cicada, you know, he, like, stops. And then Cicada gets up grabs his thing and leaves. I told Shamari, I was like, if you're the Flash and you got super speed, you can't just watch Cicada grab his thing and fly away or run away. I think the thing is that the dagger. It's that, like, as soon as you get near him, he could just end your powers and end you immediately. That's true. I think, I think that's what he's thinking. I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, that seems, like, after seems like an easy way to get out. Yeah, yeah I guess. All right, that's fair. But, I don't know. I, I, overall, though, I... The first episode I, I thought was kind of meh. I'll be honest. I, I I thought the second episode was I, I I didn't like the 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 whole you know Cicada's daughter thing. Uh, but I liked 
them going into Nora's kind of mind. That was great. The, the Nora going to Nora's head was great, and how they resolved that whole situation. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I was kind of emotional seeing yeah, sad, man. Nora, yeah, seeing sad. how Iris actually was with Nora, yeah. like, and then and then the apology that Nora gave to her, like, I I I was actually pretty emotional. I'm not gonna lie, I was like, because when you first see, you're like, damn, Iris is wild. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, yo, she was bugging out. And then and then we see what actually happened and how like caring of a mother Nora was uh, Iris wasn't how patient she was with her daughter and how obviously sad Nora was that she could not know or meet her father like it was legitimately sad yeah. <laughs> they, I mean though the, the acting by Candace Patton both of those scenes the acting by that young girl playing um playing you know Nora they all deserve a lot of credit I thought those that was those I thought everything what they did with that was great yeah, yeah. and um what was I gonna say um I uh, also liked the uh, Cisco Dibney stuff, and I liked. Uh, I'm continuing to like this uh, Sherlock character and the way he's trying to uncover this thing. So, I mean, those have been the positives that I've, that, that I've taken, especially from that last episode. Yeah, I'm liking that as well. I thought I would hate Sherlock, but I mean, he's. I mean, he's been okay. He's at least you know he's the only one trying to look into Nora, who's talking to Thawne. So. Yeah. <laughs> Similar to, um, well, I'm not going to compare him to Mueller, but I did think it was interesting. I did, I did think <laughs> he, he's the only one investigating. I did think it was interesting how Iris was like, "Stay away from my door." He's like, "Okay." And he's like, "Meanwhile, still investigating." <laughs> yep. yep. But um, uh, so yeah, so I'm enjoying that. Um, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of either of these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, with the one where you know XS gets her back broken, which then I was like, oh, and then. And then Barry's going crazy and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't know. I, I want us to get to something, something more, something like. And Cicada's been in each of these episodes, so it's hard to say call them filler. Cicada as a villain, struggle. I sh- First of all, he looks awful. Like when those scenes when they were fighting in daylight, you actually see his costume. I mean, he just, yeah, he, he doesn't look like a villain. Nah, like what? I don't know what are they like. The costume designing for him was terrible. But what also struggle I struggle with is when, with, with someone like him, I feel like he messes around with his adversaries more than anyone I could ever think of in terms of of the making me suspend disbelief. I mean, there are obvious times where he's kicking the crap out of Barry and he has that dagger in his hand, and you're like, just stab him now. What are you waiting for? Yeah. He's holding Nora up. He has a dagger in his hand. He literally punches her instead of doing, using the dagger. Like, why Why would anyone make the decisions he makes in these fights? Yeah. Like, like the scene with what's-his-name, when, he, when he's chasing down the girl that could teleport, and he's fighting Barry then. I'm like, you could kill both of these people immediately. What are you waiting for? Right. Like, it doesn't, like, those fight scenes never work for me because you obviously see he has a clear advantage where every character you feel like should be in immediate danger, and he doesn't attack or go for the kill instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't, I don't like that either, and I noticed that as well. And why does Cicada have super strength? Like, can someone like? I didn't even know he was a meta. Like, explain that. I didn't know he was a meta. Yeah, I thought, I thought the whole point. I thought was, the dagger was it was meta tech. Meta tech. Yeah. So when when you know, Barry's Snow like, used the thing on, this. and Snow was like, "Oh, I got the blood from from what's name, so therefore now you got the meta blood that you need." I was like, I thought he was. I thought this whole thing was that he was. Yeah, I thought he was a person. He was a regular person. Was a meta tech. Um, so I don't even. I don't get any of this. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the one thing I wanted to mention was uh, they also seem to be teasing 
uh, next season, potentially. Yeah, Red Death. Yeah, they threw yeah. out Red Death. They also threw in uh, the Grodd um, comic book that I thought was interesting, where like shows the Cater's comic book, and the one under it is a Grodd cover that says Grodd is back. I didn't even see that. And I, 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 I kinda, was focused on the, the, the Cicada cover. And so I kind of like saw that. Like, are, they, are they hinting that next season Grodd is going to come back? I'm kind of I'm kind of tired of Grodd. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Really? Uh, we, do we have, we, did we have a Grodd episode last season? I don't know if we did. I mean, we, had the one, we, we had the one Grodd invasion, in Gorilla City. That was that, that Gorilla flop. City. You know, that flops. But we haven't had full-on Grodd, Big Bad yet. I don't know if, again, I don't know if that's even doable, but if they were ever going to do it, <laughs> that could be, it could be crazy. So, I don't know. Wells play his next character as Grodd. All right. As he did in that Grilla City episode. Um, And then there's also, I mean, like you mentioned with Red Death, they also mentioned Jarvis Tetch. Yeah, uh, that was nice. Obviously story. Mad Hatter. Yeah, what's the name mentioned him? Yeah. Sherlock. Yeah, Sherlock. Well, so, like, um... Again, more proof that Batman characters are uh, in play. Is Red Death going to be Bruce Wayne? It could be. I mean... That would be insane. Yeah. Because I, 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 I've that. seen people say, well, it could just be a twisted version of Barry. They cannot do that. I think it'd be Barry, all, I think we already it'd be did that. Right. We already did that. We already did that with Savitar. I think it'd be all Bruce Wayne. If they were to do that, that could be... But is, I mean, I guess in theory you could have... A stunt that will be him in the character, right, but is like Amel Stephen Amell gonna have the time to do that and Arrow? Because Arrow is renewed. Amen. They renewed Arrow. They renewed all the DC shows, even if it's like a half season thing. Or again, even if it's like we it doesn't get revealed until mad late. The problem is like people would know. Like if you did that story, people would be guessing. If well. I mean, unless people, they, they sell you on Batman, they sell you on, it's Bruce, and it's actually, I guess the problem with Bruce, though, is that, like, you haven't shown him. Right. So, like, but the reason why I think there's a chance is because we have Batwoman coming. Right, of course, yeah. So that makes every, so anything with Bruce Wayne now becomes a little more realistic. They said Matt had her, what is this, from, like, Earth-22 or something like that. I was like, I don't think that's Batman, because Batwoman's actually in the Arrowverse, right? Right. Yeah. I forgot where so. she's in exactly, but. Um. She, cause she's in the same verse as him, right? As what? As, like, Arrow and Flash, right? Oh, oh, I think you're right, actually, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So, like, it's not like Mad Hatter. Mad, that, I, mean, I guess that's a Jarvis test from another universe. or Yeah. Jarvis. That whole Earth thing is, they, they've completely, I don't think they've botched it, but they've, they've, I think, I think crisis, they've made their own thing. I think Crisis will combine all of right. these. I think they realize they're at their wit's <laughs> they just end. They're stuff at like their wit's end. Now. And Earth 58. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this guy, this hero is here. Yeah, I'm it's like tired. Just I'm kind of tired. Of I'm like stuff. hero's gonna be jumping Earth to Earth to team up. Like yeah, and then it's like oh well, we can't beat this villain. It's like why don't you go to Earth whatever and, and <laughs> yeah, get know. Supergirl or whatever. You know it's like like yeah. it, it's just a big plot hole. Um, were there any of the plot the B plots that interested people? I agree with you guys. I didn't. I wasn't feeling the the the, the girl, the little girl. Nah. Um. She turned really quickly. She turned fast. And, and she like, got really evil. So evil. It's like, so unnecessary. My dad, my, my uncle is doing the right thing, <laughs> killing Melis. I'm like, what? It's like, yo, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Now it's like, great. Now she has to go and Cicada has to go. Yeah, now I'm like, I hope you never wake up out of that coma. Right? 
Die. Which is well, you know, but it's I'm not saying like, I'm not saying you don't die. I'm saying I don't care if you wake up. <laughs> if you wake up, you're just a threat to to my to the characters I'm rooting for. Yeah, look, man, it's just I don't know why they're doing this. Uh, why are they doing? <laughs> like, well, that's an honest question. I, now, yeah. why I did why I didn't like it, and she was annoying. I did think that it wor- it, it worked effectively with the story. I mean, it did have like a a horror theme, scary little girl. Like, I thought it worked. I know you guys you guys didn't think it did. I thought it did. I did not like her because I did not like the character, not because I didn't think it made sense. I mean, I felt what they were going for. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't a fan for. I wasn't a fan of the horror. I mean, I'm not a horror movie type of person. Also, did it look like the person under the cicada mask was a woman? Yeah, it looked like it was I like thought it maybe her, was her, like her or something. Yeah, yeah I know what was, I know. I think what that's what, what they were going for. I, 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 that's not good. I did like the whole. <laughs> like they should have been more clear about that. So I was like, yo, I, that person has long hair and it looks blonde. It's obviously to me. not cicada. Yeah. I, I did like the the reverse flash being the defense mechanism in Nora's thing. I like that Sherlock. Yeah, that was like, crazy. Like. Wanted That's to know about that and found yeah, yeah. that out. That was wild, man. What yeah, do you think? A good job with that. I I low key thought that he like what the the issue with Wells was gonna I mean was with Thawne was gonna be revealed in that episode that he was gonna just call him out. Yeah. No, that I thought that Barry and Iris would know. Gonna see it and, right. and, and realize. So it. I was kind of surprised. I was a little surprised that it they. It is kind of weird because we're getting deeper into the season now, not to have this resolve. I mean, it's only like thirteen episodes. Well, didn't didn't they have the uh, the what you call it the the Savitar thing resolved like way at the end? Yeah, yeah. Generally, these things don't get resolved yeah. to like seventeen, eighteen. Well, the Savitar thing was insane. So that's we might not, forever. It, it might not be <laughs> another five, six episodes before we get a resolution. She says that she's willing to lie to protect her to defeat Cicada and to protect her parents. So what else, is there? Other things she's lying about, or do you think she was just talking? I think there's another. She's issue. talking about just. I agree. I, I think there's, there's something issue. else. Or something that they're not telling us that, like, we're not thinking about. Mm. Like, oh, by the way, so-and-so is dying. Is there any sense Excess is, like, a villain? That's dark, man. It's a very dark turn, but, like... That's dark. I don't know if I want... I don't know. I kind of just... I I don't know, man. I'm kind of done with these lies in the conspiracy. I'm I'm done with the lies. I'm, I'm done. You know, like, I, why can't we go back to Zoom and, like, why can't we go back well, to Season go to Red, 2 of well, The Flash? If we get Red Death, then we're going to have much more of a straightforward straightforward you know, storyline. Yeah, that would, that would be much more uh, preferable. Um, I don't know. These episodes were okay. I thought the last one was pretty good. I was engaged. I was, you know, the first one I was in and out of my phone. Mm-hmm. They gave the, the Snake Eye guy way too much time, you know, for something that he yeah. didn't, nothing really happened with him that was worth all that time. Yeah. For us to know, oh, I was saving a kid from a snake, and then I got bit, <laughs> and then the particle accelerator exploded. I'm like, was like that right. sounds like a lot of bad luck for you, fam. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, come on. It's like you had the, you, you should have never took that that fifteen hour, fifteen dollar hour job at the zoo. <laughs> um, you been better off doing something else. But uh, so yeah, they gave him way too much time. Uh, and then the, yeah, the B line, the B storylines, none of them really resonated. Like Cisco, like. I don't know. They haven't talked about Gypsy at all. So, like, the idea that he's still single and that he needs a woman, like, I don't know. It, it kind of came out of nowhere. It did come out of nowhere. I'm liking the um, the Caitlyn and Killer Frost stuff, though. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I like them. To, I don't know if I like that storyline they were doing, but I, did, I do like them. Their dynamic is very good. Mm-hmm. And Pan and Baker is getting better and better at, like, playing both characters and playing them off each other. Um, but what do we think about uh, Arrow this week? So Arrow, we have um, we have Emiko Queen, 
again, uh, at first interaction with Oliver didn't go very well. She basically said, get lost. Oliver trying to uh, still kind of keep the secret about, you know, his father and, and despite learning more about him, still kind of preserving his legacy. And that actually ended up being the conflict of the story because the dude that was on the raft with him and his father, his son, which again, seems to be a trend someone's bring, someone's son that was that was wronged by by the queen Clay, family Clayborn's is son. coming out to to say <laughs> i've had enough someone from the past is uh so this guy was the son of the guy who was his bodyguard who got killed after who found the uh you know the testimony from oliver queen about what happened uh he ends up wreaking havoc on the city uh, I don't know how I felt about this episode. I felt like this was definitely the definition of a filler episode. We didn't get much more from the Emiko Queen storyline in regards to right. like who killed her mother, who was going after them. Uh, we didn't get much from, you know, really. We honestly don't even know who the villain really is of this season right now, right? Mm. They, they, they're doing this Dante thing with the Suicide Squad. But he hasn't affected Central City in any way. And we had no flashbacks in this episode. This was the definition of filler. What I'll say is, about this episode, at least in terms of, they, they botched the guy's son, the villain. They botched that. That because was trash. We've seen plenty of shows do, like, the, the you know, the domestic terrorist, yeah. you know, guy lost his mind type of, you know, normal guy loses his mind type of story. We've seen it in Punisher seen it in Supergirl, and time there are times where it's done well. You know, they really flesh out the guy's, you know, anger and emotion, and I felt like this guy, he had, I mean, they had the story, like, right. It made a lot of sense for this dude to be, like, like to be losing his mind, and it, be, it made sense for, you know, like, Oliver, like, to be like, man, yeah, I should, I messed up not, not telling this guy. But I, I just feel like I don't know if the acting or the writing it just felt off. I think that goof, like, I, I think that care. goofy electrical thing he was wearing made it off too. Yeah, that dude should have just had a bomb. Yeah, he just like I'm a domestic terrorist. I'm gonna blow up this police department unless it didn't have you guys to be, kill that yeah, one. It didn't have got to be some, oh, I got some technical so thing. Corny. If I press this button, I zap you. Like it just looked ridiculous. Right, exactly. You know, like and it all happened very fast. I think for me that kind of threw me off. Where it was like. Oh, he's been he's been trying to find his father for the past however many years, and he thought he was alive. And then, in that in that prison scene that you guys forgot about a few episodes ago, I revealed that he's dead, and he found out, and now he's trying to kill him. I'm like, wait, wait, so what? I had to like pause. I was like, wait, so he found that out because that's public record, and now he's trying to kill. Uh, I don't know the the the. Uh, the, the uh, SCPD, like well, every- his thing was, they need to remove Oliver Queen because yeah. he's a fraud, and and you know everything he touches burns. Which again, it's like not a new story. Line. Yeah, it's not new, and it's just and like it's just, he was. And this guy is so uncompelling. Yeah, and it's like, who are you? Like he's like the food stamp version of Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just I was I wasn't really feeling that. Um, what did you guys think of Mr. Terrific's death scene? R.I.P. Mr. Terrific. Yo, I saw that and I was like, what did that <laughs> I was like, yo, no, nah, there's got to be something here. They, they did not just kill off Curtis like that. <laughs> and then they just went to commercial. Like, he had the like, dead, dead eyes looking in on the floor. I'm like, yeah, I didn't believe it. 
I didn't like, believe it. I believed it for a second. I was like, <laughs> I, was, no I, was, I was just laughing. I was like, you know what? Yo, they lost. The Arrow Riders just lost it, yo. They're just like, <laughs> they ain't going to kill They're going to kill the contract. Well, I, was I was like, clearly, like, like, there was some <laughs> major issue on set where they had to get yo. them off the show immediately <laughs> that we didn't hear about. I was like, that's generally, when they come from black, generally, when they come from a black character, they replace him with another black character. But I was like, there's nobody no, in nobody, fight. Nobody's coming down the fight. <laughs> There's no first. There's no first round picks coming next year. <laughs> this is just. This don't make no sense. Oh so yeah, because of all those things, I eliminated. Like, this can't be. Good. <laughs> like, there's gotta be something, some kind of simulation or something, or some kind of dream, where like the drugs actually were really strong, and Diaz thinks that he. They were so strong, <laughs> Diaz thinks he breathed the drugs. Um, yeah, man, that was funny. I was watching that late at night too. I don't know if any. I don't know if you heard me. I don't know, but I just started laughing. I was like, "What?" I, I didn't hear. You. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I had to rewind it. I, I watched it again. I watched it because I was kind of like, "Cause man, the episode was kind of filler." So I'm kind of like, "Whatever." I'm doing my phone, whatever, and I'm watching them fight. And then like all of a sudden, I heard like the snap. I was like, "That's how he snapped his neck." And then it went. To, I didn't. Even, I didn't even see him on the ground. It went to commercials. So I was like, "Yo, I gotta rewind this." Did he just kill Curtis? Then I watched it again. I'm like, "Yo, there's no way this is real." Yeah, that was crazy. The uh, oh, I, I don't know how I felt about Diaz getting out of the the Task Force X thing so like easy. Well, he didn't. It was all a simulation. That's true. It was a simulation. Yeah, that was a simulation. But like, like yeah, that would have been terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I wasn't liking that. I'm like, yo, are they trash? Yeah, they exactly. Was, yeah. This dude, I was like, they like, said that I'm they like, had like Curtis. Like, we got like. You, you're gonna be met by so many people, and then it's like, like ten dudes. Yeah, I see like ten dudes. I'm like, yeah, these guys. <laughs> Arrow be these guys by himself. <laughs> ten Argus guys. You know, like come on, man. These guys aren't like the League of Shadows or nothing like that. So yeah, I was I was very upset with that. And then um, and then when he just I, and and uh, another thing I didn't like was that first of all I'm like, yo, Curtis. I know Diaz is kind of like going toe to toe with Oliver and stuff. I know he's a good fighter. But he just behind you, like, turn it off, turn that thing off. And Curtis is just like, no, no, you're not going to get away with this. Yeah, I'm like, what? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, as I was like, oh, Curtis would put up some kind of fight. I'm like, yo, you're Mr. Terrific, man. Like, do something. <laughs> you're just going to let all these guys go? You can fight, fight. So, yeah, that that whole thing, I was just like, what is happening? And then he died. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, what? Yeah, as soon as he died, I'm like, yeah, no, this is not real. <laughs> I'm like, yo, they really let Diaz get out again. How many times has God been in escape custody? <laughs> this dude is, is El Chapo. El Chapo yeah, of the Arrowverse. They, um, they, they also confirmed, by the way, uh, that all these shows got renewed. Yeah, yeah, I so, mentioned right. that earlier uh, in an off comment. But yeah, uh, all these shows getting renewed. Uh, the one, the only storyline I thought from this show, this episode this week that I thought was worthwhile was actually uh, uh, Laurel's storyline. Yeah, uh, that was good. I thought... It was really good. I thought the acting and, and the scene when she talked about her father was really good. Um, I thought it actually was a decent mystery regarding this dude. I was very curious as to what the deal was. I actually thought that he wasn't, like, a stalker. Like, I thought that maybe... Well, I don't know. I, don't, I still don't know exactly what his deal is. But I, I actually thought that he actually knew her from AA. That when he saw her drinking and acting how she was, like, he was like, you're, like, you're just like me, like a loser. Like, I thought that was his deal. But it turned out that had nothing to do with it. But um, but I, I liked everything regarding that. It was actually the first time that Laurel actually, like, spoke to me. I was like, oh, I'm actually not, like, side-eyeing this character right now. And I don't know if they just wore me down because she's just been around so long. I, 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 feel, I feel like, and not to call you out, EJ. Not to call you out. You're, you're about to, you, but, you, always, but, you always say that when you're about to call someone but out. But I feel like you were wrong about Laurel this season. I feel like she's, I feel like she's, been, she's been good this season. 
You're right. Yeah, yeah I was. I feel like Laurel, I, I agree. I think that Laurel's been one of, I don't think they've given her that much. And I actually think that that's not good. I think she's been one, I agree. I think she's been one of the stronger, more interesting characters in this season. And I think that they should give her more. I, yeah. I don't disagree. I think yeah. I have been wrong. See, I can admit, I can admit. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I I mean there was an episode that I wasn't crazy about, but she was the only element that I really liked. They 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 left out um the future the flash the the future scenes in this the flash forwards. Um, yeah, they yeah, did, I said uh, flashbacks. I meant flash forwards. There like, was none in this episode. Well, it was interesting because they said Colton Haynes was in this episode, and then he wasn't. Like he was in like the like right. the people credits. Uh, I was like, he's not in this episode. Yeah, generally those things are accurate. Yeah, but, yeah. Unless so I assumed we were gonna get another fast forward, and we never got it. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe they did some kind of editing. Something something changed. I feel like. the episode was all weird. It was a weird episode. Um, but it seems like they're setting up for a bigger episode next week. It seems according to that preview. That preview looks like you know there's a dude hunting down the vigilantes. Yeah, he seems pretty formidable. I was like, all right, yeah. next next episode. This is this is a week we should have been reviewing the show. Uh, next week looks like it's gonna be pretty promising. Um, there was something, that, one more thing about Arrow I wanted to mention that I can't seem to remember now. Uh, oh yeah, I don't know, can't remember it. <laughs> catch us next week. Yeah, no, yeah, I guess catch us next week on the show. I can't. I mean, yeah, why well, can't there was something specifically I definitely wanted to ask about Arrow. Have anything to do with Argus? Uh, oh yes, thank you. Um, what do we make of this new Suicide Squad? That was Slade's son. Um, Ooh, we get is that Slade's son? I didn't know who that guy was. Yeah, Slade, Joe Wilson. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jericho. What were they calling him? Jackal or something? Jericho. Oh, Jericho. Well, that was, I don't know. That's his name in the comics. I don't know. What it is. So is that Slade's was son and Ravager is his daughter. So Slade's son, they're not supposed to be in Titan. Uh, so, Diaz, um, Cupid, so, something. China White, China White. Those are the four right now. Uh, are there gonna be more? I would hope so. I yeah, I I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, something like Huntress. Really? Yeah. I would love for Huntress to come back. Do you I think that you think that Warner Brothers gonna let them do that with this Birds of Prey? That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. I would love to see her come back. I'm sure Diggle will be the Rick Flag character like he was last time. It yeah. just seems weird. This season just seems weird with the fact that yeah, very we're random. so f- we don't seem to have a villain right now. The only villain that really we think about is this Dante, Dante. guy who's not who's not part of the main storyline. Who's Dante? He's part of the B storyline, which is the whole Argus Suicide Squad thing. I am anticipating another Oliver blow up with him and Diggle when he learns that he let Diaz walk. Right. That's gonna that they're they're hinting at that happening, which I'm actually not looking forward to. Yeah, I mean we've already been through the Diggle hating Oliver, Oliver hating Diggle yeah. thing. And we I, got a, and we got a good fight out of them last season. Right, exactly. We which, don't need we don't need know, that again. I didn't hate it, but I don't think we need it again. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap the show, guys, as we go. So thank you guys so much for listening in. This is episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Be sure you check in next week to our show. Um, make sure you follow us on uh, – make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Make sure you, of course, follow us on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. 
Make sure you follow us on Facebook, New Generation Media. Follow us on Twitter at New Generation Pod and on Instagram at New Generation Podcast. Follow Shamari on Snapchat and Instagram at MCSham22. Follow me on Instagram at ActionEJ and on Twitter at EJ underscore Stewart. That does it for now. We'll be back next week with more Hero Talk with Shamari. For Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.